0: First, I'd like to thank everyone for all of your support, not only as attending these book studies and studying the Dharma with the teacher or with the various other sources we have for studying the Dharma, all the sutras and so on, but also for your, uh, your support financially. If you can help, please help. If you can continue to help, please continue. The, this evening's Dharma Talk topic and title is uh, one that I don't know if I've done this before, certainly talked about it in other talks with other titles, but it is uh, respect. The way I would like to talk about that is you have to first start here. You can't just, if you're respecting anything out here, then you're just living up to standards. You're following society, not that that's incorrect. It's just that that won't pull you through a uh, really dense form of dependent origination called karma. It will not pull you through that labyrinth, that tornado, that difficult passage of your life. Okay, then I guess we go back to respect. You need to respect in this direction first. When I say respect this way, if you respect what this what is happening here in your mind stream, then you can't help but respect everyone. Very difficult to do. That doesn't mean you believe everyone, disbelieve anyone. But If you're disrespecting out here, then it's because of the misunderstanding that's happening in the so-called interior of the mind stream. So start there. Sit down. Hold still. Face the wall. And whatever shows up, receive it. If it comes up in your mind, it's supposed to be there. It's not something that you say, oh, that can't be, or I need to do another kind of meditation or I won't have those negative feelings. It, you're the one who is di- discriminating between ne- ne- positive, negative, and neutral feelings. You're doing that. There is no such thing as a negative, neutral, or a positive feeling other than what you add on to it. So respect, be respectful. Be respectful, like you are with the clouds in the sky. You don't look up at a cloud and say, wait a minute, that cloud is long there. That shouldn't be there. It's, it's not part of the, the situation as I see it. Maybe not a very good example, but it's like that. It's like arguing with a goldfish. Don't do that. Don't agree with it either. That's also disrespectful. Don't agree with something you don't understand, just so you can get off the hook. Don't accept it. Don't. Don't accept. Don't agree. Don't disagree. You want to know what discipline is? It's not about maintaining something. You know, not maintaining a form. That's what they do in the military. Here's the uniform code of military justice. You need to obey it. And if you don't, we're locking you up. Basically torturing people so you can do what? Control them. People do this with their children. They don't, they're not respectful of what the child is going through being eight years old or three years old. Try to impose some kind of a order on them so, so what they do won't be embarrassing when the neighbors see your child acting up. So it's about you, not about them. If it was really about them. You see what they need to, what needs to be done, if anything. Respect. Should be respecting everything as if it were lightning. Instead of buying into your, I'm going to use a fancy word here, petty thoughts about the nature of everything. Constant comment about, I don't like that. I don't like, they shouldn't be doing this. I deserve more credit. I don't get enough of of that. I don't get enough. me, 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 me. The way I'm talking right now is a pretty angry, is that is there anger here yeah there is is there a person no there's no person here there's no one who's angry you need to do something like that i wouldn't say exactly the same thing if i were scolding you i'd say get over yourself and how do you do that by looking at the narcissism and the grappling it at, at self that is unreal have to look at that how do you do it face the wall sit down hold still and watch the comedy of errors going on in the mind stream over and over and do not interrupt. Don't modify it, change it. Don't accept it. Don't explain it. Don't, 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 don't do anything with it other than see it, smell it, taste it, think it, allow the thoughts to come and go. Very difficult, especially if if the thought pattern uh, is uh, intense irritation or anger with someone else about the way they're acting in your life. Respect. This is what we're practicing when we walk past an altar. It's not. We're not worshiping something. There isn't any one. You bow towards an image of the Buddha. There's nobody there. It's a chunk of wood. Even the even the gold leaf is just gold, just metal. Bow. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever, even though you're full of complaints and whining stuff about others and why they don't do this and they don't do that and how they mistreat you and how they don't understand you. Constant soap opera going on. What do you do with that? Don't stop it. Receive that. You have to receive that. It's it's difficult because it looks like we should get rid of that because it's crazy. It's Untrue, it's a bunch of subconscious gossip coming out of nowhere. It's difficult to do because we're not talking about a thinking process that will help you figure out how to work with this. You have to do it with the awareness. You have to do it with your wisdom mind. And the wisdom is not doing much thinking, if any at all. Wisdom doesn't see something else. It just sees the truth, and it sees that nothing is separate. There's no raindrop out there that's separate from the other raindrops. Nor are they the same. Respect. This is why there are forms in the Buddhist uh, practices. There are forms chanting the sutras, taking something that was written, Couple thousand years ago, that spells out back then in a different language in Sanskrit, translated into English, like the Heart Sutra or the Prajnaparamita literature, that talks about the nature of mind and what you need to do to realize your true nature, not just think your way into it, figure it out. That's the right thing to do. What's the right? Anytime it says either or in your mind, very nature confusion is to think there is such a thing as choices. And we have people in our culture and other cultures saying, well, you have to make the right choices. This is just such utter disrespect. Pompous, pompous, snobbish, disrespect for the nature of what this is, this incredibly sacred world. Thinking that you have some kind of say-so, that your opinions about something Does it feel like I'm scolding you? It should. No one will ever say about Sokazan after Sokazan is gone, he was so kind, he was so gentle, like they say about most teachers. No, they they might say he was horny, cranky. The older he got, the worse he got. Finally, that guy died. Phew. Glad that's over with. Well, maybe not. Maybe you're giving me the benefit of the doubt. But why do I get energetic about this? Is I've been doing this myself for half a century, and the last 15 or 20 years I've been endeavoring to see if maybe I could point out something to people that we refer to as students. I refer to as students, I consider myself a teacher, a Dharma teacher, and I teach out of what I'm looking at and what it just hit me in the face a number of years ago of what this is. And I also notice that if I go and read the Heart Sutra, the Diamond Sutra, the Langavatara Sutra, or any other text, Dogen is just just saying the same thing. Nothing is separate from anything else. There's not a separate dot anywhere. There's no separate piece of sand in the Sahara or the Mojave or on the beaches of uh, where is it Laguna. Nothing separate. Separated completely. And then we buy into the separation so that we can resurrect or support or nurture a separate being that's going to win or be ahead of everything or is special or some ca- somehow can go to the casino and be the one who wins. Not special nothing special seems like there's a book written called nothing special by was it Joe Ko it was nothing special seems everything's very seems special or not so special polarity polarity until you realize your true nature and you'll see it's nothing special and it's completely sacred at the same time you can't that won't fit in your mind stream I don't care how much of a logician, or a thinker, or a, an accountant, you are. Respect. Anything that arises in the mind stream, anything that comes down the hallway, respect, respect. Very important. But this doesn't mean that you can, when somebody is mistreating you, you can turn around and say, don't disrespect me. You do that around me and I just might, I haven't punched anybody in a long time, but I just might, if you're a student of mine, probably not, I'm not gonna hit anyone. I'm just saying it it arouses, especially somebody who's been practicing for maybe decades sometimes, but practicing Training the mind, training the mind, studying the Dharma, training every day. I have a lot of students who do this every day. Some do it once a week. Some do it three days a week. Whatever happens in your mind stream is yours. No one is causing anything in your mind. If you think someone else is doing something to you, even if they are, even if this is your head and this comes through the air and hits you. If you leave what just happened for blaming someone for causing that, it's not that you aren't relatively correct, but this is a spiritual path. You want the mundane path? Get the hell out of here. Go somewhere else. We'll get a therapist. There's one sitting right here. No, you. Are you looking at her? Is that a a form of blame? You're blaming her for being a therapist? Transferring
1: the
0: load. Oh, you're transferring the load to the cow from the ox, yes. You're not off the hook either. And of course, as you've heard me talk many times, I think therapists are very important. Our society needs people who meet people where they're at. And some people are not in a position to train their minds in this way. They're not ready for a spiritual path. and might not be for 15 more lifetimes. They really need you to meet them in the crap that they're dealing with so that you can find a way to support them. And the only thing you might be able to do for some people is give them something, someone that will listen to them, not argue with them, not blame them, not add on to the karma that they already have already inherited that is so difficult. Life is suffering. The Buddha was not feeding us a line of crap when he said in the First Noble Truth, life is suffering. And as I've said maybe hundreds of times by now, he didn't say part time. Like some people say, well, life is suffering, but he didn't really mean that. He meant that quite a bit of life is suffering, But but a lot of the time you're actually having a good time. You're enjoying yourself. No, that's suffering. Life is suffering. And it is not nihilism. Nihilism is a polarity that is the opposite of eternalism. You can go into all kinds of philosophy around that. The polarity is gone. And what do you have? Suffering. Nerve endings. Difficulty caused by wanting something else. So my way of saying it is whatever shows up, whether it's suffering, be respectful of that respectful doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to obey something or believe something or disbelieve something or position yourself in some way that is more beneficial than the way we, what you were doing 10 minutes ago just receive it if what is arising in your mo- in your own mind stream on the cushion or at the, the supermarket or bookstore library or in your neighbor's Backyard or talking over the fence. It needs to be received. So anytime you're interacting with anyone and talking to them about anything, you have to be a meditator. This won't work. You can't just up and do this. You can't just down and do this. It can't be done. It can't be done. If it's done, then we have more circles. What happens is you see what is there, you receive what is there, and any production that comes out of that is very minimal because you are receiving this. You're listening. You're not listening and then trying to see if there's a gap in what you're listening so you can insert your own particular view of things. Don't do that. Don't do that. And when I say that, I know you can't help doing that. I can't help doing it. So when you do do that, be very aware that you're downloading your crap onto somebody else because you can. That's one way of getting rid of how the uh, bad feelings that you had, the sad feelings you had, the disappointment you have, the feeling of being wrong you have. You don't want to be wrong. You don't want to be wrong. So one of the ways you can be right is to blame someone for how you feel. Simply put, you've heard me talk about this for years. respect. Have respect. You don't know how you got here. If there's one single person, you have any idea how this became a lifetime for you, whether it's uh, Cayune or Terry or Dina, Michelle, I'm just looking at the names here, Jen Ziegler, anybody or anybody in here. You have, we have no idea how this even, even came about, that suddenly you're a person, you're very small, and then somebody is telling you who you are, and this is your name, and, and uh, don't hit your brother. Or else, don't you let your brother get away with that. Could be any number of things. And we slowly get conditioned into this and think that this physical form called a human being, which is not exactly what you are. You're not just a human being. Don't believe me. I'm not asking for belief. I'm saying, you could consider this. You could consider it and See see what, what is consciousness. You find out. I cannot describe this. All I can tell you is I'm looking at it. I could not teach like this. And, and if I were, if something here uh, smells or seems phony or seems uh, insincere uh, and you're sure of it, why would you listen to me anymore or listen to somebody else or do it yourself? I certainly couldn't do anything myself. I, I needed those two teachers I had and all the other teachers I've had because once I understood what that was, What Coben was pointing at, everybody became my teachers, including the person I was married to at the time. You have to respect confusion if you're ever going to see reality or see ultimate sanity, which is another word for wisdom. Wisdom. If you're going to see that, you have to not push away, fight with the craziness. You have to be what? Responsible for that. That doesn't mean that what you what someone is doing that suddenly you're uh, to blame for that but it's not far away from that there's a saying in buddhism drive all blames into one i think uh oh Pema Chodron used to s- make a joke out of it uh drive all blames into one one gonzalez or something like that i'm not sure how long that became funny i think it was funny for quite a while i didn't think it was so funny I would say drive all blames into John. Not here, it's funny. Whatever shows up in the mind stream is yours, not yours as something you own, but it has a right to be in your mind stream. It's dependently risen. Everything that happens this, that, this, that, the sound of the rain, the sound of this voice, the spaces between these words, the meaning of the words that is arising as you listen to the words. You add on or have your own interpretation of the meaning. But my intention here is way beyond the meaning of these words. I just use them because I I don't know what else to do. The house is on fire, not just global warming or something. This, This house is on fire. It's going to last for so much longer. While it's here, while you're in this forum, it's possible to understand your true nature. But once, you, once this dies, once you go back into the elements, then there's no reference point for that. And there needs to be some kind of a relative reference point so you can understand what the ultimate actually is. You actually need the confusion. You need the first noble truth, the second noble truth in order to see wisdom, in order to understand wisdom. You have to have it. So it isn't like something's wrong, needs to be fixed. This is why it is said that quite often that way is there's nothing to fix. The Longchen, uh Zogchen master and other Zogchen teachers say, this is, this is the great perfection. You have to see that it is perfect like it is. This is the way you transcend. karma you, you transcend everything without without budging you need to see it i will help you maybe i'm not helpful like i said maybe you need a different teacher perhaps i'm probably going to get crankier crankier as i go
2: along yes i'm thinking of the forms in the zendo seem to be a sort of contrived respect we're moving around there's a a way that we do it and it's all it looks really respectful what does that kind of um training here in the zendo teach us about respect
0: how does it look to you why why are you doing this you have a you have a why or wherefore why would you come in and bow to the altar it's a chunk of wood why would you bow to the teacher why are you doing that give me a it's a why question i know what it is it's respect why would you do it? Because I would ask you. Who asked you? Did. Yes. So what's that about? Respect. It is. But there's no one who respects something else. There's just respect. Have to get, You have to do the relative part for a while until you see there isn't anything but respect, no matter how you feel, no matter how someone is poking you or being disrespectful to you have to respect you have to be respectful to meet them in their confusion so these these forms can help you do that that's when we have like the denkoe retreat that's coming up from october 1st till uh, october 8th it's just a traditional way of having a form it's pretty strong pretty tight and we do set things a certain way for eight straight days if we can and they're fairly strong forms traditional, going back to ancient Japan. More?
2: Toto so bowing. It's not a clear question yet, but I'm trying to understand about yes. denkoe. And last year we had our first eight-day rohatsu, and there was jundo, where the teacher walked around and we
0: all bowed. Yes. And then we prostrate to the teacher. Um, yes. And
2: it seems like that can be distasteful or look strange to us in our culture, and I'm wondering what... certainly
0: did when I started doing it in, what, 1974, I think it was, when I practiced that. Yeah, it looks strange. What's your question?
2: What is that covering up, That the strange look?
0: The strange look, strange look is, is uh, projecting onto it. And it's a, it's a form of prejudice when you don't understand something, you ego has to have a position on everything. It is very disrespectful to everything, except what it thinks, she thinks, they think about this, about that. So it's extreme prejudice, but it's not seen that way. It's seen as just being correct. Well, what are those guys doing? What are those Muslims all falling down on a carpeting five days or five times a week? respect, respect people's wish and desire. It doesn't matter what religious orientation is. You need to really respect people and their desire and wish to see the truth, live the truth. So this is what you're being introduced to there in the Zen tradition. Just like the tantric tradition is very complicated. and When I first ran into that close to 50 years ago, it was very irritating to me. All their hocus-pocus ritual and dorjes and bells. and whistles and drums, irritating. My my situation then was, why can't you just see what this is or realize this? I was reading, uh, I don't know what I was reading. Probably It wasn't Stuart Brand. It was probably uh, Krishnamurti or something like that. Go
2: ahead. There was a shirt in my high school all the athletes would wear that said, respect is earned, not given. If we're on a spiritual path, do we just give the respect? Yes.
0: You know, earned, it's just, it's just, it's more military crap. It's more about controlling people. If it looks like I'm trying to control you, well, maybe I am. If you think I am, why would you stay here? Go do something else. I don't have any requirements, I don't have any demands. I get permission from you to, to train you. If you want training, I'm all about doing that. If you don't want it, go do something else. Although you might have trouble getting away because you're wearing a robe. I probably would set your robe on fire as you were leaving. Well, just with my words. <laughs> More about that? About earning respect. There's no, that's, it's not merchandising. That's just foolishness. It's just materialistic, spiritual materialism, scientific materialism, material materialism. It's just trying to get something. I'm not saying we shouldn't get some food, we shouldn't get a frying pan, that we shouldn't make some eggs, and we shouldn't maybe share it with the family, or we shouldn't get a job to earn money to uh, all the various things that come and go in that area. But as far as earning, uh, that's a misunderstanding when it comes to the spiritual path, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not saying there aren't other teachers, famous teachers that might teach this differently. They should go ahead. I'm certainly going ahead yes sir
2: when we've been conditioned to not give respect unless it's been earned and we're, we're trying to function on the spiritual path how do we give respect when the relative situation we just don't respect
0: well then respect that <clears throat> just respect that i'm not saying that you see somebody doing something that is abusive to others or disrespectful use that word again, to others, they said, well, I'm going to do this and this and this. Uh, in our situation, very simple. I was going to come and do uh, one of the forms. These forms are necessary to work with Sangha and with community and with the Dharma and with forms. The Han and Bell has a certain, what does it take 15, 20 minutes to do that form? I created that form. I didn't create it out of whole cloth. I looked at other forms that were similar to that and used some of them. So that you're doing... You're striking that bell, what is it, 108 times, and you're, then you're, there's a certain cadence that you're doing with the mokugi the, the, uh, or wooden fish, and you're doing that. It's a certain structure, and you sign up to do that, and you don't do it, then somebody else has to do it, and then not a good idea. You should get there, or at least make arrangements to have someone else fill in for you, so this, this brings out... Uh, Communication, cooperation, collaboration with a community of people who are all endeavoring to see the truth in their, what this is, because death comes without warning. You may never get a chance to come into this realm again where the Buddha's Dharma is being taught, either by me or by anyone. You may never get a chance to do this. Don't miss your life by covering it up with Bullshit. I can say a lot more about that if you have questions about the bullshit part.
1: Uh, is, can respect be come and go? I'm thinking of valuing the gift of this space, the uh, yes. jewels, and yet yep. we get too busy, enough, mm-hmm. and it seems like respect drops.
0: It does, it comes and goes. Yeah, but it's, it's not about maintaining it, we're not trying to live up to a standard it may fall away, you may have miscommunications with people, you might need to sit in front of that person and talk to that person some more. In our situation, if you're having difficulty with another person in the Sangha, I say, take them aside, say, "Let's can we talk about something? And it's a really good idea to have a strong form, sit down, face each other, give it 30 seconds to a minute without doing anything other than looking at each other. That's very difficult to do if you have anything up your proverbial sleeve about anything. If you're hiding out from anything, look into another person's eyes that you just have been blaming for things. Or then they get to look into your eyes where they've been accusing you of something possibly. And then bow, or or don't, or tip your head, or whatever form you want to use. But I think sitting face-to-face and then bring up the topic and say, let's look at this together. Let's see what is actually happening there. It's just a form. You're not not required to do that, though it's probably a good idea if there's a lot of difficulty with a particular person. Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about something else?
1: That and uh, just the value or the appreciation of this mandala or of the jewels. If you notice that you're so busy and you see that you're not as
3: respectful as you would like to be or... Mm -hmm.
0: And that's, that also returned to that with respect Respect that you cannot maintain this. Uh, Ego is about maintaining things. Wisdom doesn't maintain anything because there's nothing else. There's only wisdom. So, therefore, it's always frowning, always smiling. It's like the, the two masks in, the, in the, the drama thing. Smiling and tragedy and comedy at the same time. Chisho.
1: Uh, continuing with what Shodo was asking uh, about bowing. If the forms have been so modernized to suit the current context, you know, people leave, people go to the bathroom or come back, they stretch. Uh, so the form is been modernized, so to say, yes. to meet the current context. Why isn't bowing, what is so special about bowing, if it is not in line with the today's context of this society?
0: Because I think it's a necessary form. And there are other forms that uh, might be uh, emphasized in other traditions from other teachers, like uh, noble silence, not a good idea. I'm coming from what I'm looking at, not what I think about or analyzing anything. I don't analyze anything. I'm not that smart. I'm not kidding you. It's not some kind of false modesty. I'm saying that if I look at, and I practice noble silence, I've practiced functional silence for, what, 30 years under my first teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, his Sangha, the Vajradhatu Sangha eventually became the Shambhala Sangha. And I was there every week, day after day, studying the material, gathering together with other people, studying the material, looking at the forms that, that he uh, supported or instituted, and the way his students, especially his senior students, would implement what they thought he meant. And I'm, I mean to emphasize that, what they thought he meant. So this, the bowing, I think that's important. You'll notice I, I call it by its, uh, by Anjali, and I also call it Gachot. I think those are interchangeable to me anyway. And whether you do it at this level or at this level, There's too many situations going on to try to decide to make it just this right here, or right here, or right here. Some people do a half prostration and still do this, body, speech and mind, or uh, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, teacher. People need to do that how they they can use that. And that allows the, the form to be mutable enough strong enough to help you support your awareness practice, but mutable enough to see that it's a form. And so if you need to do full prostrations, maybe you do, you should talk to me about it first. Maybe you're doing half prostrations in the Soto Zen tradition. That's all I would say you need to do. And other people say, might say to me, I don't really wanna do prostrations. I, say, I would say, well, don't. I mean, unlikely uh, I'm gonna ordain you if, if you're not willing to do a little bit of formal activity. But as far as being right and wrong, Chisho, I think that's where we have to really look and see what one, which form is really going to help us work with the relationship between body, speech, and mind, between what we see, what we're doing with the sense fields, and what we're, what we're doing with sixth and seventh and eighth consciousness, that those consciousnesses need to be observed. They need to be turned inside out so that we are aware, 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 and I, I feel that this particular one is uh, is a good one. When you bow to someone else, uh, there's a mutuality there. When you bow to the altar, there's a mutuality there. We, we, everybody knows there's a chunk of wood, but the idea there is it's it's the gesture, it's the intention to return to the teacher, the teaching, the community, or the traditional Buddha. Sometimes you can't do it with a with a living teacher. You need to do it with your idea of. Uh, the one who supposedly talked in the Diga Nikaya, the Majima Nikaya, Samyutta Nikaya, and all the other kayas I can't remember. So it's very situational. I think this is why it's necessary to have a teacher. Especially we have a tradition coming from Japan, we have a tradition coming from Tibet, and then we have all the, the various things that have been happening along with all the hippies and all of the drug culture and all that, all getting overlapped and underlapped and people teaching uh, mindfulness practices if it's some kind of solution. The therapists using mindfulness at promoting um, following your breath. Is that wrong? I don't think it's wrong. I think if you feel like you should be teaching that or doing that, go ahead. Is there some other question in the forum area? Because I I think uh, we could go further in there if you have another question. Very good. Yes.
1: When you're bowing. How are you defining respect?
0: Huh? I'm just I'm defining it as seeing what is in front of you, insofar as you can. And if you see what is in front of you, and you feel like you don't know what it is, bow. If you think you know what it is, then keep it zipped. Don't describe it. Don't do anything with it. Go ahead.
1: When you're bowing, is there a difference in, uh, in defining respect in the spiritual path as opposed to the mundane path?
0: I think the mundane path is uh, relative. It's more like uh, respect has to be earned. So you have to, you have to your, 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 how you're functioning and everything is going to be judged by others so that they respect you. Uh, if you're in the military, it needs to be earned. You need to toe the line and do it exactly as you're told. And if you do that, you get promoted. You get more brass up here or more stripes or whatever, and you get more power, and that power is unquestioned. If you're, a, uh, if you're a sergeant major or if you're a lance corporal, the lance corporal is never in charge of the sergeant major, even if the sergeant major is nuts. And I've met a few. Because the form is more important than the personhood. Why is it more important than the personhood? control. And then when you begin to see it starts to change when the personhood becomes uh, more important, then you have things like dictators, and that person becomes the boss, not just because of their chevrons, or because of their, their uh, a lieutenant colonel. That's why we have so many people in our politics that are mesmerized by this person who can just lie constantly about everything. He's somehow been told by somebody probably his astrologer, that you can say anything you want. Just do whatever you want. You can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Isn't that what he said? Something like that. You can get away with it or still get more votes. Right.
1: ahead. In mind, so in that vein, it seems that there's, that a community has to collectively, respect a rule of law so to speak otherwise things fall apart as you just stated with the situation yes so again in as aspiring bodhisattvas how do we straddle the spiritual life and that mundane life when we're hmm. faced with a situation that seems to conflict? you you're
0: doing it every day everyone in here is doing that you're doing it i mean it might be your pattern your way of describing it might be totally different from uh, Monica or Gilkado or uh, Terry De or anyone else, maybe. But you're doing your own, you're doing it your own way. It's situational. There's no there's nothing to live up to here. This is a way that I teach quite a bit different than some teachers. I'm just saying you need to see it yourself, and then you decide whether you need to move into a monastery or to become a student of this person or any person, or you need to meditate or not, this, it's very much tied into the karma that is arising as for each person. Causes and conditions, the, the, the situation that you're having difficulty, difficulty with in your mindstream, that someone else isn't having at all. More about that if you have it, don't leave it, lay there. When
1: you're bowing, so, you often say that we're responsible for everything.
0: Yes. Well, but no, if, we you have,
1: if we have no control, where does, how does the responsibility play into that? The
0: responsibility I'm talking about is awareness. You, you see what this is, not you, you see what you think this is, and you try to find the levers and the off switches, and on switches, or the volume control. You try to manipulate what's happening. It's one thing to stop happening, and one, another thing to get more happening. Spiritual materialism, trying to control, trying to use spiritual techniques to get control control of what's coming and going. The respect that I'm talking about is don't meddle, don't receive whatever shows up. And if it it looks unclear, just continue to look at the lack of clarity around that. That's wisdom, albeit uh, in early stages. That's how it shows up. Don't join, don't reject, don't shut down, don't abandon anything. You're looking at it. It is just simple teaching. It's been around way before Buddhism is uh, Advaita, non-dual. There are not two things anywhere. It looks like it, and that illusion is incredibly powerful, and people will use that to get all their children to go into war and kill other people. You could say, or I could say, or anyone could say, well, well we had to stop Hitler, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, of course we we did. But to see what that was is fundamentally uh, did not happen. That's why we have more people coming back now. It's okay. When I was a, a child, you you put a, have a swastika anywhere. You don't write that with chalk on it. On it's a symbol, just like you couldn't wear a American flag around your head and now you can make it into a shirt or anything you want. You can walk on it. You can burn it. You can do anything you want with it. You can, you can aspire to be a dictator and you might as well be standing in front of swastikas because that's what is happening in our culture right now. Anytime you look at the former commander in chief there, uh, he's, he's, he's totally changed the meaning of the American flag, which, uh, my father, uh, in, died for in World War II, protecting. Is that true? Is he protecting a flag? No, he's just doing it as he was told. He was 26 years or 25 years old. He could not get out of it. He did not want to go to war. But there was no way out then. And now you can be a conscientious, conscientious objector. But why would you do that when it's one of the best paying jobs there is? Go into the military. I know one of my sons uh, spent 24 years in the military. Was he wrong? No, he's just operating in the culture he was born in. Yes sir. bowing is respect, the opposite of casualness. I don't know if you'd I'd call it opposite, uh, but there's there's something in there. Some the casual is casual is just a polite word for ignorance. I'm not saying you you couldn't be relaxed and and be respectful of everything that's coming and going by watching it come, watching it go without adding anything onto it. In other words, you're respecting the appearance of something as it is. This meditation is called as it is. That was not an accident. I think it was open heart. It started out that way. and uh, That probably wasn't an accident either. Somebody wanted to have a, a open heart meditation. It's a nice gesture. As it is, it's as as this is, whatever shows up, that's it. No matter how irritating, how challenging, how peaceful, how warlike, how 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 how, do nothing with it. If you do anything with it, you perpetuate the very thing that you are endeavoring to become clear about, which is what confusion, delusion.
3: More.
2: You told me once that Trump Arimpache's chair, like the one you made in that rupa. It's tilted forward slightly because he couldn't slouch back in
0: it yeah the back of his chair he had it designed that way and I think it was um quite a interesting thing for someone to do he actually has the back of the chair instead of being comfortable it has a point on it so if you lean back that there's a point right in the middle of your you have to set up you can't it has a back on it and that's uh that little piece that bronze uh, sculpture that I did uh, quite a number of years ago has that same? I didn't copy the uh, get the the chair exactly right because it's a lot of details in it. But I made sure that that w- was uh, there. And when I had it cast, I pointed out to the, the person that was doing the casting, "Do not put that figure against that point. It has to be a little slightly away from it." So okay. therefore, there was, a, what was it, an eighth of an inch gap there, or something on that little sculpture. Question about that? Oh, well, is that a kind of respect having to sit up like that? I think it is. But but it doesn't mean everybody has to sit up. It's just like if you, everyone has a different body. And so, early ancient Zen tradition, Tibetan tradition also, very, very strict from a kind of a masculine warlike point of view. This is why I don't use the word warrior, even though my teacher did, Uh, the, the warriors of Shambhala. I don't think that's a good idea. Not if you're actually working to kind of uh, slowly take some of the steam out of the warring mentality that you have to fight with things. So, a little bit of energy is good, but going to war with things might not be a good idea, like the war on drugs, which is just about controlling people. Now they're legalizing them, and uh, most of them, or some of them. And now you see these huge... What We just drove by a greenhouse today that was... Uh, I mean it was it was bigger than uh than you know what Walmart. It was huge just to grow weed. <laughs> yes.
2: Um what's the difference between someone causing our feelings and someone triggering our feelings?
0: Um, They're very similar. If somebody causes the feelings, they come in and they jump on you or blame you for something or uh, or treat you unfairly in some way, then it's like you're reacting, they're causing the feelings. So you could say that it's, it's more immediate, but they're very similar in that the one who comes and says something or does something that triggers feelings that you've not been looking at. So that area of the mind where we kind of push things away, we don't want to look at that. So something comes along and triggers that, then all of those... Emotions, sometimes referred to as the vijnana or the storehouse consciousness. So that's all the things that nothing is ever forgotten. How it looks. So similarity. But just the, the best approach as a, a being aware, uh, being a meditation practitioner, is just receive whatever shows up rather than do anything with it don't cover it up with your ideas your conclusions your judgments your evaluations your praise or blame do nothing with it it's difficult to do because in some cases somebody is actually hitting you emotionally and after you or something but if you look deeply you'll see that that's how they're getting rid of their difficulty this is why the bodhisattva path is so important be with all things receive save all beings and if you begin to see that, you'll see that no matter what anyone is doing, if it's causing you harm, it's either triggering things you need to look at, so be grateful to them. Or uh, it is they're trying to get rid of the energy of negativity or warfare or suffering that this is so difficult for them and you're just available so they can blame you for how they're feeling. So that's also the path. Be with all things. Receive that. That doesn't mean let them knock you down. You might have to get out okay. of the room they're in. But you don't lose track of what they're doing because you're clear about your own tendency to cover up your feelings. You're able to see that what they're doing is covering up. They're actually getting rid of their suffering. So you could receive some of that. And you wouldn't go into it with some kind of a, I can see you're having a really hard time I'll do that. Be respectful of them, don't mention that they're having a really hard time. Their ego is not ready if they're throwing shit at you, their ego is not ready to hear you come with some kind of parental. Uh, you know, I see you're really having a hard time there, buddy. I'll receive that from you. Go ahead.
2: Is it the bodhisattva's job to get hurt?
0: No, receive suffering. It doesn't belong to anyone. It's suffering. It's just, this doesn't make you a, a masochist. We're not talking about that kind of situation. But just receive. It will, it will, pro- it will probably hurt to some extent. Pain of pain, pain of alternation, the pain of the composite. Just three ways of breaking down the same thing: pain, suffering, more. showing is.
2: I'm looking at that idea of receiving negativity and it actually does hurt to to feel that from somebody.
0: Does that help show people that you can receive negativity? It's not about what people see you doing, it's about you. It's not about what people think or see. People are never going to agree with you and say, oh, you know, I just received, realize you're receiving so much negativity. If that's what you're referring to, that kind of a credential, don't worry about that. That's, that has no value at all from the point of view of uh, the spiritual path. The spiritual path is bleak from that point of view. But you don't care. And I'm saying you don't care because the self, the so-called separate self, who is the bodhisattva, is, there's no longer, this is the first Bhumi, very simple Mahayana um, teaching that there's no self. There's no self in the Skandhas you begin to see through that but you're still hooked on other just a traditional way to talk about it you're welcome yes sir
2: a couple questions from YouTube first from Kotishkin in Spain yes if someone has a mental illness that makes him unable to practice,
3: what can we do,
0: gotcha. Yeah, that's that would be a time to get some kind of help from uh, someone who is skilled and is working in that area, like a therapist or some kind of a counselor. If you can't if they can, if you can get them to to relate to that. We've we've had difficulty with someone who who is uh, blaming us for uh, stuff, and they're, they're mentally unstable, but. It, but you, the law will actually protect people as adults, so you can't just tell, say people are mentally unstable and get them done away with or something. So you have to have some kind of uh, proof there. So I would say it's so situational. Keep your distance from that person if you think there's some danger. But also, I don't know is in Spain. Yes. So uh, Spain, I'm not sure of the laws there, but I'm sure it's a. It's a, a democratic situation, as far as I understand, it seems like uh, there'll be therapists there that that you could talk about maybe you could talk to someone who is a therapist um, about. um, We just recently were talking about um, to our attorneys about what what we should do in that situation, what can we There's a personal what's that called Uh, Andy what's that called a personal something or other
3: personal protective
0: order yes so that just allows you to uh allows the authorities to know that you are feeling maybe a little threatened by that sort of person so I don't know if this what was the name of the person uh Kotishkin. Kotishin, So I don't know I don't know if that's uh that's such a situational thing but I think a spiritual path is probably not a good idea and then just like trunk for back in the 70s I was Understood quite a bit about more about what he was teaching when I heard through the rumor, uh, rumor mill, that um, he actually told some people to stop meditating and to go see a therapist. So I actually told them to, this is it's not time for you to do this. You need to do this in another way. And I remember thinking, what? I can't imagine. Why shouldn't they just meditate? Wouldn't meditation solve everything? No, it won't. One more.
2: Yes. uh, Question from Thomas in the UK. I just broke my foot a year to the day uh, last year. Turning this into block sitting would be applicable. How to use bodhisattva vows towards external difficulty in general?
0: I, I would just sit in a chair, prop your leg up. Stillness is the important part of it, not the ankle position. Everyone's body is different. So sit still for, and even that doesn't need to be maintained. That's also an awareness practice. That's why I say sit for four hours, strike the bell, sit there for four hours. And if you can't, then be aware that you're getting up and you actually need to move. So you're listening to your body. You're actually bringing together the body and the mind rather than strengthening a mind that's controlling a body. This is just baloney. You might as well go join the Marine Corps. Well, maybe not, maybe not, that'd be like too far. But I'm just saying, don't try to control, try to get an understanding of something before you try to control it. See the way in which you're hanging on, the way in which you're at war with things. And that way, just the awareness itself, would just dismantles, the whole thing starts to come apart. It has to be seen, and it can take years. Andy, do you have a question?
3: Yes, thank you, Sir Andy behind, Um uh if there it feels like there's a part of me that you know wants to say the truth and there's another part that it's like ego based that is saying i don't want to go that far how do you go about respecting that
0: well well you're already doing quite a bit of it just by bringing that up especially here in this uh, sangha or community and to this uh, teaching person so i would say uh, I don't see anything to do anything about there, uh, doing anything about that other than continue to practice, continue to uh, set. don't make demands on it, don't try to convert it into something else, so that you're more, so you live up to some kind of a standard. Just, just the awareness of the of the double nature of the mind stream. It's very, it's very either or mind. It's a very dualistic kind of mind. Seeing the dualism is what's important. Not getting rid of it. You don't have to get rid of something. That is an illusion you just have to see that it's unreal and it just falls apart it's like a stage set. You, you 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 see you've spent your whole life believing that what was on stage in front of you your life your ideas your hopes your fears your girlfriends your boyfriends your mom your dad your brother your sister and the whole society around you you see that it's unreal and that people are playing parts and they're supporting each other's insanity in some cases so you just see it so you're doing not even it's not a compliment I'm just saying that what I see that you're doing and what you're what I see that you are doing is uh, correct just keep going it's a path and it's kind of a it's kind of a ragged trail going up that mountain the mountain to that leads to liberation and it's not a relative situation but it has to be talked about relatively otherwise we can't say anything and then you might as well be a, a what's one of those guys that goes up the mountain that never said hermit those will be a hermit. I'm not a hermit. Pretty obvious. Andy Boeing.
3: And like, if that aspect feels. I don't know, like demanding and stronger sometimes than the other component. I, it, I guess I, you, you answered me, but I, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know what to say, but. Yeah, it's all right.
0: Like, You're, you've already said it. Just It doesn't matter. They're, they both have the same credential. One will show up, and then, it'll, and then the other will show up, all looking for somebody to agree with it. Don't agree, don't disagree, don't ignore. That's respect. That you. It's an incredible example. Everyone should really be listening to this. The confusion, the coming and going in your mind, where you're conflicted, trying to find out what's the right thing to do, don't do anything. If you're going to do something, Get your butt to the, uh, to the wall. Sit down and watch the mind stream come and go and come and go and generate all kinds of phantasmagoria. Little soap operas about your life and who you are and where you're going and whether you should practice or shouldn't practice. So what you're experiencing, what you're describing, is is just you're just describing the path. It sounds like somebody who's uh, on the spiritual path. And, is, and you're a meditator. I know you're a meditator. And you're a student of mine. You live here in the monastery complex. So I would say just keep going. If things may improve uh, from a relative uh, point of view, and they may not, but it won't matter. It's not about improvement. It's about seeing the truth. It's about wisdom. Andy, but
3: I guess my concern is I just don't want to listen to that. I don't want to buy into that.
0: You know what I mean? Um, but...
3: Yeah, I know what you
0: mean. Yeah, I got it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter, and that doesn't mean take your eyes off. Man. Continue to look at the, and look at what you're looking at, and then look at your commentary that follows up on it. That says, "I don't want to do that." Just you have all that that you can receive, and as a meditator, you have the what the chops, So you have the the method, you have a way, you have a practice that you can actually train, you can do, and you can slowly move yourself up the side of the mountain, if you wanna use that metaphor, or towards the, the Citadel of Enlightenment. Uh, however, any fancy word that can help you. There, there's really, um, I don't know. I, I think I've probably said enough. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Yes, sir. Sure. Um, you teach us to
2: watch body language. Yes. And to be aware of ourselves on camera, like on Zoom.
0: Yes. And there's a couple of areas
2: I want to know about. One is, um, is it disrespectful to listen to somebody but not look at them, like to keep your eyes
0: down or not give all of the senses to the person? It's. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd set up a standard like that. Goodbye, Terry. See you later. I don't know if uh, if I'd set up a standard, but if a person never if the person is always has their head and their uh, head down and their body language is, uh, I think it can overdo that. It can also, sometimes people listen better, but they don't look up, and that might be something they would say to you. So, I don't know, it could be taken as disrespectful. If the person thinks of themselves as a teacher, they might think they're teaching you, maybe. And I would say if you think you're, that you're a teacher, you're not. You might be a teacher of woodworking. You might be a teacher of philosophy. You might be a teacher of uh, how to run uh, uh, a race or how to do any number of things. But you, you, if you're a spiritual teacher or guide or mentor, you won't know it. Because if you're doing that, then we're right back to maybe a very high level of, of a relative truth but it is not the spiritual path the spiritual path is empty of a self and is empty of other and it come and the teaching comes out of the space it doesn't come out of a personhood even though it may the voice is there the gestures are there but there's no one there if there is it's bullshit. more
2: Is there something we can learn about respect from observing bodies, body language?
0: Yes. Respecting body language means that you watch the body language, but you don't leave what somebody's doing with their body language for what it means. You don't say, well, they're sitting like this, this must mean they're closed off. you've just missed the whole message, as Marshall Marshall McLuhan said uh, six decades ago. The, the medium is the message not the abstraction out of that the medium itself the language is a message this is the message it's not it means this or this or this sir
1: can it not
2: you you, you teach that mind and body aren't separate so yes. Can it not mean can we not leave
0: it for the meaning but it's still you don't need that meaning if you need that meaning then uh, then you might have to do that but it's it's not a spiritual path it's just a relative knowing the person is doing this because they're they feel uh, they're cold or they're doing this because their uh, their side of their arm hurts right here and they're holding on to it or they're holding their body this way because it feels more protective, or they're dropping their head down because they're neck curds, or they're dropping their head down because they are not curds or they are dropping their head down because they do not like you and they're tired of listening to you, but for some reason they just are invited to this damn thing, and so they're going to sit here and put up with you. That's another one. Don't leave for that. Just receive what's there. If it needs to go into some other direction, dependent origination will take care of that. That which needs to show up will show up. It doesn't need to show up, it won't. Don't meddle with anything. You don't need to improve. You need to see the truth. And what is the truth? No two things anywhere. Advaita. You're welcome.
1: Yu Hong Bao Ying.
0: Yu go ahead.
1: Um, recently, I noticed that when I say, uh, just receive or just hear the concept receiving, I noticed that I'm setting standards for myself. Should I, is that something, is, is it wrong to think no. this way?
0: No, we need, we need some kind of forms and how you're going to work with that or how Michelle's going to do it or, or Kelly or Kayun or or me, how we're going to do that is very, very different for each person. So receive that teaching and then, and then you work with it, how it looks then you ask a question, and then how am I responding? I say no. Well, you might. It's it's the awareness that you're setting up standards, even though I say don't set up standards, and it's a standard teaching. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Uh, but it, it's not about obeying something; it's about being aware. So being aware that you're setting up standards, so to actually set up some standards and notice how that works, but then also have the, a sense of equanimity in your awareness about. You know that you, you don't necessarily want to obey the standards, but you notice know you're doing that, so there's a lot of space around that standard. There's not some identity called Yuhang, uh, who is uh, trying very hard to make sure they never, um, never ignore that standard. They make sure they live up to it. There's a lot more room about, around it. You see the standard, you still use it relative to your classroom or your students or to your children, uh, but, but the demand is uh, it's there maybe somewhat because it's a standard. But you can work with that. It's still the path. It's the path of awareness, not the path of success, not the path of getting it all right, and so the Buddha would approve, would approve of you. No, it is says, you're welcome. Yeah. There's a very powerful teaching in Zen that is uh, very difficult to explain, but it's a power. But it's it, it has a kind of intention around it that you can you can think about it for a while. If you see the Buddha on the road, kill him. You probably have heard that before. It's been around for centuries. I don't even know which one of those people said that. Chazan, do you know? Have you run into that uh, teacher? Chazan has gone to sleep. Okay, I got what you... So Chazan is basically saying (laughs) by not responding. (laughs) No, I, I can't interpret that. It's just a way of a really definite kind of outlandish and outrageous way of you're not going to kill the Buddha, but what is being pointed at there is don't set up standards don't just you if you if you see some kind of a holy thing that you think is higher than you uh, not falling at the feet of the of the Buddha, falling at the feet of the Buddha falling at the feet of the teacher, falling at the feet of the altar um doing the, the hundred and eight bells or chanting the sutras. This is all uh completely personal and impersonal at the same time. There's no requirement to worship the Buddha. It's not a it's a non theistic path, not a um, not a theistic path of worshiping some higher power. Sir,
1: I- go ahead please. I have one more question. Um, Shodo just asked about Bodhisattva. hurt Heard more in general. That's what I heard. My question is: As a practitioner, do I have to be a doormat more to warn out the tendency to to talk to to speak for myself? I,
0: I think I understand the question. I would have to say no. Even though there are teachings. Uh, the talk about the, the bodhisattva, all kinds of teachings that are addressed to um, people who need to hear that kind of a teaching, and I don't think it's you, but yeah, the, the bodhisattva the, who, who fed himself or herself to uh, a tiger so the tiger cubs wouldn't die. Is that how the story goes? You remember it?
1: That's how I remember
0: it. Yeah, something like that. So it's like some kind of a, a doormat principle. Uh, is there in the teachings, but I I think the way you're asking the question, I would say no. Just relate to it. Be sure to get to the wall. Be sure to train your mind by practicing this awareness practice in this way. Uh, Return to the teacher, the teaching in the community. Um, You don't owe me anything, um, but you may need to do that in order to train your mind. So there's nothing really to join. It is a, if there's any demand there, then it becomes a cult. Not a good idea. No demand. Anything further on that, Johan?
1: Okay. No, thank you. No,
0: you're welcome. Okay, now a final question. Is there one? We're way into the third hour of the evening, right? Kayun kai Is there an
3: aspect of respect that is humility, Bowing?
0: I I think there is. I think that humility is not something you can do, but humility, you know, that word may arise when when you realize uh, that to to begin to see the truth of what this is, and especially in the presence of all kinds of people that do not see what this is, and they're always at war with somebody. They're at war with themselves and then project on other people are causing that war. And so something could arise in you where you would see you are completely helpless you have no say so about anything you never did you never were a solid being and yet you here you are in the midst of all these people who are so sure of how terrible they feel so sure of how good they feel so sure so sure so it's just on and on and you see that and you realize that you cannot do it for people but but you can at least not make matters worse for them Uh, and but unless but if you have permission and you function as someone's teacher you might have the permission to, uh, to take a swing at them or to teach them in an outlandish way or in an abrupt way. I certainly got that from both of my teachers, both Trungpa Rinpoche and uh, from Koban Jina Roshi. I actually thought Koban did not like me because I can't imagine anybody treating someone uh, the way he treated me uh, and still liking them. <laughs> so. But it didn't show up until many, many years later. Of what that what that teaching was about so i think some, some humility uh, I, I would say that that he he was uh, a humble or had a lot of humility he, he did not care about what anyone thought of him and he was a very simple and ordinary uh, person astonishing teacher who taught out, out of a lot of what he taught was out of his silence even his book Embracing mind uh, is doesn't really sound like too much. It's a good book, and so it's worth studying, I think. But it's been edited to make it make more sense. I don't think he made that much sense. Thank you for that question. I think we can close at that point. Thank you so much. Thank you all of you for coming and uh, putting up with this situation for uh, a while, and for your questions and so on. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, so I speak on behalf of the Sangha of everyone here. We're just gathering together as Sangha and discussing this material, asking the teacher questions, receiving the responses. And uh, so here we are. Save all beings.
1: Hi, my name is Kozan, and I'm a monk at Sokokoji, where I practice with the guidance of my teacher, Sokazan. We rely on your donations to support our programming of practice, study, and teachings and to fund scholarships that help our full-time practice residents with tuition and living expenses. Thank you for helping our Sangha.